0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The following segment is from Monday, Football Monday, on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Uh, Jeff Hartman from Behind the Steel Curtain, SB Nation's home for Pittsburgh Steelers content, was kind enough to join us. Here is his conversation with the one and only, the debonair, Michael Kist.
1: Jeff, the Steelers come away with the win against the Eagles in a wild one. Did you come away from this one satisfied or concerned? Like, how did you feel about this one overall?
2: I'm going to stand on the fence here and play both sides. You're you're satisfied with 38 points scored. Believe it or not, it was the first time they'd scored over 30 since 2018. Um, Didn't hit the 30 mark at all without Roethlisberger in 2019. But then when your defense just... I mean, th- these no-name receivers for the Eagles were running all over them, and you're thinking this is supposed to be the vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers' defense, a-, a top-tier elite defense in the league. It certainly didn't look like that at times. So I think that Steelers fans are happy. They love when they score a lot of points, and uh, they did that for sure, but they don't like to have to score a lot of points, and that's exactly what had to happen. It was a shootout in the purest sense of the turn of the word, and you look at third down offense and efficiency for both teams, but mm. – A lot to like and a lot to dislike, though, from this game for the Steelers.
1: Yeah, both teams were over 70% on third down. uh, That's wild. And when you look at, like you kind of mentioned, the big mismatch in this one was the Steelers defensive line against the Eagles patchwork offensive line. Lane Johnson even went out in in one point of the game and Jack Driscoll went in there. The Eagles are starting a a former rugby player at left tackle and you (laughs) you would think that like Bud Dupree would go off on him. But like, and they still did, they still did a solid job at certain points. Like Miles Sanders had the 74 yard touchdown run after that. I think he had 10 carries for six yards, but you expected a lot more from this defensive line. right?
2: Watching the Eagles leading up to the game, obviously the Steelers didn't play in week four and thinking, holy cow, the Steelers might get 10 sacks on Carson Wentz. (laughs) I mean, it was, it would look like that was going to happen, but you know what? Philly has a good coaching staff and they, they're, they're definitely prepare their players for the best they can. And it's a patchwork unit, but the Steelers, you know, the five sacks they've recorded, that's really deceiving because they only had two, I believe until that very last, stretch of series where I think they got three on Wentz in the last two series of the game. So yeah. to me, that's a little bit, that's a little deceiving, but yeah, I, I was very, you know, TJ Watt did leave the game with a shoulder at one point, but right. kudos to the Eagles, especially their tackles because they kept a pre and check until that very last drive. So I was expecting more, but the Steelers didn't get it. And this is what happens when the Steelers don't get to the quarterback. Their secondary gets exposed.
1: Yeah, shout out to Eagles offensive line coach Jeff Stoutland. So let's talk about some good things from the the Steelers in this game because the second-round rookie, Chase Claypool, is the first player to record four touchdowns in his first rookie to record four touchdowns in a single game since Jerry Butler did it for the Bills back in 1979. Uh, What has he brought to this offense? And should should we have seen this
2: coming from him based on how he played to this point? I don't know if anyone saw four touchdowns happening (laughs) in week five or the fourth game of his professional career, but the one thing I, I cannot ever get out of my mind is that when you think about everyone laughed when Chris Sims, when he was drafted by the Steelers, compared Chase Claypool to Megatron. And everyone's like, that's absurd. But when you think about just physical stature, I mean Chase Claypool, 6'4, 230 pounds, and can run like a sub four four hundred forty yard dash. Like that's insane. Yeah. That's Ben Rothisberger's size and stature with the ability to run that fast. Like that's incredible. And you can see now, like he does not look like a rookie. Is when he gets the ball in his hands, he is a horse. He is tough to take down he's shown that he can run the route tree he's not a "quote unquote one trick pony" like Mike Tomlin once dubbed Mike Wallace when he was in Pittsburgh <laughs> he can he can do it all and he's running the ball i mean this is they've been giving him that end around on the jet sweep motion he did it in new york in week 1 was it to seal the game and he scores a touchdown on it and here against the eagles they have a very very large and very useful weapon in Chase Claypool i don't think anyone saw him bursting onto the scene like this but man, is it something to watch,
1: especially when people are thinking like he might have
2: to move to tight end in
1: the NFL. Yeah, so just a, a crazy performance from Claypool. Uh, good for him, man. He, he's he's doing real well for them and, and is helping the Steelers go to four and zero on the season. But they do have a tough slate ahead. They have the Browns who are playing some really good football and maybe some inconsistencies there. But they're what, what are they four and one now? Yep. They have the Titans and they have the Ravens next. What's the expectation for this team moving forward?
2: Well, I think that anyone that looked at the schedule, now granted the Titans were supposed to be in the first quarter and that got moved, but um, ultimately it, everyone said that the Steelers have to take care of business early because that's the softest part of their schedule. And they did just that. You know, I mean, you, you can't you can't be mad at how their games fall on the schedule. So they went 4-0 in their first four. So they did the job, and now when the tough slate starts to come up. And you mentioned some of those big AFC North games with Baltimore, you look at the Cleveland game, that Tennessee game, which was supposed to be a bye week, now is another That's <laughs> a tough road game going down to Nashville. And then even after Baltimore, they have to go down to Dallas for a, a game down there, which is a tough place to play for Pittsburgh. So they, it's only going to get more difficult. They haven't played a division game yet, which is hard to believe. They'll change that on Sunday in week six when Cleveland comes to Heinz Field. But the Pittsburgh Steelers seem to, and I've, I've always said this, Mike Tomlin, if he has an issue, it's against teams that they're supposed to beat. When it's a game that is a big-time game and a big-time spot, he typically steps up and gets the team ready. I, I think that I like their chances better in this stretch than I do maybe in the first four because you're afraid of that letdown game. Yeah,
1: they they are uh, constantly getting into trap games that they have no
2: business yes. being in. That,
1: that's that's funny. Uh, is there any concern? Let's talk about the offense a little bit more. Uh, the limitations with, with Big Ben uh, show up in the analytics. He's only averaging seven air yards per throw. Uh, that's towards the bottom of the league do you think we start to see him gradually coming on in the vertical passing game as he works himself back or, or or what's the level of confidence in big Ben and being able to push it down the field?
2: I think it's a little bit of a mixture of him still coming back from that elbow injury, but I think it's also taking what the defense is giving. And Hmm. I think that Ben Roethlisberger, as he has matured as a quarterback, he has become a little bit more cerebral. You know, I, I, you talk to people that know him that covered him for his entire career They would tell you that early in his career, he was not a film junkie. He was, I'm going to show up on Sunday. I'm going to run around, throw some defensive linemen off my back, and then make a play down the field. Mm -hmm. He's changed a lot. He's definitely now more of the more intelligent. He can see what the defense wants to do. And if they're going to give them these little underneath routes, that's what he's going to do. At the same time, you do know that in these games that we just talked about, it's going to come a point where you're going to have to push the ball down the field. His deep passing has been a little erratic. Uh, I think his arm is actually a little bit stronger than what he thought it was going to be coming off of surgery. He's been overthrowing deep passes. But if he can get those intermediate routes, which is his weakness right now, and that's according to a lot of sources, including Pro Football Focus, if he can get those intermediate routes down, then I think that he's everything that they would have expected him to be and then some coming off of that season, season-ending season injury last year in Week 2. He's just He's a smarter quarterback, and he knows that he has a defense on the other side that is good enough to win him a lot of football games, and he said it publicly. Sometimes a punt isn't a bad thing, so he might not be taking the risk that he once did. But I don't have any, I don't have any concerns about Roethlisberger moving forward. I really don't. Yeah, I
1: mean, you look at his time to throw. He is at two point two four seconds time to throw per PFF. That is the third fastest in the league. That is not what you think of when you think of Big Ben. You think of stand in the pocket, yeah. pump fake, do all this crazy stuff. <laughs> But you're right. He is playing more cerebral this year and, and it's working for him. A, a quarterback rating of uh, 125.2 when he gets rid of it in less than 2.5 seconds. So it really is working for him. Like you said, it's kind of what the defense is giving them. Uh, Jeff, I really do appreciate you stopping by to talk with us here on Monday Football Monday. Let the gentle listeners know where they can find you, where they can find your work, the podcast, all that stuff, man. Plug away.
2: Um, obviously, behind the co the editor there at that website. So if you're a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, you want to go there. It should be your one stop shop for all things Steelers and audio, anywhere where you Get your uh, podcasts. So, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, you name it. We're there. Just search Steelers or search Behind the Steel Curtain.
0: Love to have you listen. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SP Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.